0: Welcome to another episode of We Ain't Thumb. I am your host, Rasan, alongside my co-hosts, Kevin and Ebony.
1: What's up, y'all? Hey.
0: Before we get started today, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Check us out on, of course, Instagram, at Them underscore. Check us out on TikTok, at We Them underscore. Check us out on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. My lovely, lovely co-host, how are we doing today?
2: I haven't slept in two days. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Kevin, tell us about the Beyonce. Tell everybody about the Beyonce concert. I know you told me like three times, but I don't care.
1: Beyonce, Giselle, Noel, (laughs) Cater. Baby, you did your thing. You put it on the floor. I thank you for Renaissance and just really living that queer experience and having that showcased on stage. It was it was everything that I needed, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful. Shout out to Verizon Up for that pre-sale code. <laughs> I, you know, we are not sponsored by Verizon, but shout out to them because that pre-sale code saved lives. So, we you know, I thank them. Yes. But yes, everybody go see the show.
2: Thanks. And even though we are not sponsored by these people either, I want to give a quick shout out to Happy Cork BK. Um, Kevin, if you don't mind doing the honors of showing them the bottle that we are <laughs> indulging in. Oh, the yeah. intention. It's a nice Riesling. Um, very refreshing. Thank you, Happy Cork. You guys are awesome. The service is on point. And shout out to w- Happy Buds too, Wink. Okay? <laughs>
0: we're not going to talk about this Riesling thing that me and Kevin had to go through. Let's find we Riesling. were
2: pronouncing it wrong.
0: Don't, don't do that. Riesling. <laughs> you
2: are. He coming for me too because I said Riesling It's too. okay. It's okay. I You know, I pride myself of being a wine connoisseur and can't pronounce shh. Okay, Riesling, <laughs> it's Riesling, Riesling, Rising. y'all know what we're talking about. As long about. as
1: it hits, when it hits, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, so, before we truly get into everything, I know Ebony has some addressing that she want to do. Um, you guys don't remember me and Kevin, we did an episode together where we talked about the soft girl era. And Ebony got in her feelings, she got in her bag, and she wanted to start something.
2: I got in my because
0: feelings. Because she, she felt a way, she got in her soft girl life. So, Ebony, go ahead and rebuttal, because I know you've been waiting for this moment.
2: Well, first of all, both of y'all were wrong. Because it's not soft girl era. You guys are referring to an, uh, a type of clothing perpetuated by a bunch of white women on tiktok white girls on tiktok because they want to re reinvent y2k fashions which to me i don't know about y'all but 2000s fashions was fucking terrible i i'm sorry the 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 christian audiger the the ed hardy the the good night um oh, it's apple not,
1: bottom jeans boots with the furs
2: it was cute then but would you rock it today no, hell no. I can wear '90s clothing today, and it and it it's doing something. It will do something. I don't know about this '2000s thing, but that to each its own. Um, it's not soft girl era. It's called soft life. Okay, and I, I want to just we need to get it very, very, very correct because this is something that's very important. Especially, and I can't speak for white women, I can only speak for the black woman, because I am a black woman, and I can only speak for the experience, but I know the both of you have heard the term strong black woman. Yes. We're tired. We want to be in our femininity at all times. We don't want to be the sole breadwinner. We don't want to be that that strong person. We don't want to hand. we don't want to do that. We want to be in our femininity. We want to be taken care of. We, des- As black women, we deserve to be taken care of. We deserve the best of the best. And it's all about, and granted, it's not all about having a man take care of you and buy you a Birkin bag. There's some women who boil soft life down to that. No, it's all about who you are and how you treat yourself. It's all about making sure that you take care of you before taking care of everybody else, as we always do. Big mama takes care of everybody. Grandma take care of everybody. This one take we want to take time for us. We want to make sure we're okay and we're in our our best, we're living our best life and doing what makes us happy. And let's be clear, I'ma just really clear the air. You don't need a billion dollars to do that. All you need to do is be the best you that you can be and live in your feminine, whatever that means. Because there's more than one way to be feminine, let's be clear. Um, You know, it's not just wearing a pink dress. and (laughs) No, it's not that either. So let's get that straight. Um, I just feel like you guys kind of approached it a little bit off. And I think that um, a lot of people have this warped perception of how women are perceiving soft life. It's not about that. It's about just basically being able to take care of self before having to take care of everybody else. Because a lot of times what happens, especially with black women, when we take care of everybody else and we have to be a strong black woman and we tend to neglect our needs. And when we neglect our needs and, and we, we, it, we act like we don't have needs and we don't need to be tended to, no one else will tend to us and that's a problem. We don't want to be the strong black woman. We want we want to be treated delicately and we want we want to be we want to be taken care of. Whatever that may mean to you. But I will say before we talk about oh you got to take care of me and da 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 t- black women, if you really want to live the soft life, take care of self first okay? If it means saving up that money to do a solo trip, do your thing. If it means, you know what? Taking care of your nails, taking care of your hygiene, doing things for you and not, wor- and not having to worry about who thinks of what, do it. That's what soft life, not soft girl, soft life era is all about. Taking care of self, making sure you are the best you and putting yourself first. Black women, I beg, I beg, put yourself first. Because if you don't take care of you, I'm sorry. We live in a world where black women are not really taken care of. So if you don't take care of you first, I I don't know what what will be left. And we don't want to be the soft, we don't want to be the strong black woman anymore. And I'm I'm so happy. Like I come from the late, like the early, like mid millennial era, being born in the 90s. Um, but I'm very proud as much as I talk so much shit about Gen Z. I'm very proud of Gen Z because they are perpetuating it. They're pushing it forward. They don't, they done seen their grandmother's been through it. They seen our auntie, our auntie's been through it. Mama's been through it. We don't want to do it no more. We don't. And we're not going to, and we're not going to allow patriarchy. We're not going to allow, um, um, all this other bullshit to stop us. We're going to take care of us first. And that, that is soft life.
0: I feel like me, you, you you know what i'm a, i'm a, I'm gonna let you be um
2: what, you ain't say that you said that, did you say that'm you know talking to you <laughs> you know what let's let's just move no no, 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 no no no, no, I you did. talked about something about clothing and all co- kind like, of what the fuck y'all talking about, no, but
0: I literally did say you can't do that, dude. you should be doing that. You should have been doing that the whole time. Should, but but, but why? A, no, but no. Can Kevin, I say? Tell me why, haven't we, I not say that? why haven't we though? Why haven't did
2: we? But why haven't we though? Because you chose.
0: Because you allowed. Don't, you. Don't play wait, with wait, me. Wait. Do because not me. we chose. to? Because you allowed society to tell you what
2: society okay, has. I can't hold
1: on. Hold on. Flag on the play. Please. Flag on the play. I can't let you finish that statement because it's not that they let society let them do that society has been against black women for generations itself hello even with the women's suffrage movement black women still were not considered women at that point period they were considering only white women at that point so black women have always had the end of the spectrum and Mm -hmm. at the end of the stick so i agree with you on the soft life Mm -hmm. where i disagree with you Mm -hmm. is soft life and soft girl era i think are two different things they are 100%. 100%. If soft life era and that's what black women want, I support that 100%. I agree with everything that you said about just, you know, you want to be in your femininity. You want to not work so hard. You The perpetuating the strong black woman stereotype is a tired one and it's one that needs to go. So I agree with you 100%. I just think the intent behind it Mm -hmm. is where things differ a little bit. Okay. So if some women want that soft life, that's fine. But this soft girl era... Of women which just like, people, I just I just want to chill happening. and you know what, you need to do this. And you know, men need to step up and they need to take care of me. We've seen it online. Mm-hmm. We've seen those type of women. I'm not generalizing all women, mm-hmm. um, but I will say we've seen those type of women who want to be taken care of. You need to pay my bills. You need to do all of this stuff for me and I need to chill. That's where I'm kind of just like, ugh. Where? it gives me the it gives me the ick
2: um okay because i i okay i i hear where you're coming and there are some 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 women out there that have kind of muddied the waters of that um i will say this black women have been taking care of black men for quite some time i'm talking about from a from a heteronormative standpoint absolutely um we have been taking care and nurturing our black men to the point where there's no one nurturing us and when i wholeheartedly believe that we need to be taken care of i'm not saying and when i say that i'm not saying sit on my fat ass all day and like say for instance if my if if rasan is is um we're in a situation where i can be a housewife which i i don't think i would want to Mm -hmm. i i do want to have my own money i i do um but let's just say i i am able to do that right it doesn't just mean sit on my fat ass all day and do nothing, and he's busting his ass like someone's walking like someone's old horse um no i I don't think that's what it means, and like I said, there are some women that are just out for the bag right. I'm not talking about those women, those women lack ambition, and their morals are a bit different than mine i I you know, oh, buy me a birkin, but okay, what and, and let me not say what you bring to, because it's not about what I bring to the table. I already, I, I'm coming with stuff already, and it's more than just my pussy and my breast, mm. okay? Um, but I do think that black men in particular do need to step up. We are tired of taking care, y'all. I'm sorry. I have to think about it from a heteronormative standpoint, mm-hmm. right? If you're dating a black man, and not all, not all, because just like how black women are not a monolith, neither are black men, right? If you're dating a black man and you're making more money than him, you're bringing more money into the situation and you have to take care of the bills, you have to take care of all of this, you're pregnant for him, you're doing all this stuff and he's just chilling, that's a problem black men, some, not all, do need to step up. You want a bad bitch, but you're not bringing bad bitch credentials. I'm so sorry. You And when I say bad bitch, I'm not talking about, oh, I look good on IG. I'm talking about you're a woman with a good head on her shoulders. You, 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 you know, you have a lot, you have a lot, you come with a lot, you know? And it's not just how much money you make. It's just everything. You're a well-rounded human being. And I'm coming well-rounded and you haven't even been, you went from New York to what, Florida? You haven't been around the world the mm. way I have been? That's a problem. So when we say men need to step up, I'm not just talking about buy me a Birkin bag and buy me a right bottom shoe because that's what we're hearing. That's what's perpetuated in the music. Yes, I'll pop my pussy for this and the, that's not what, I, and there's a place for that. And I'm not getting at the women that do that. Shout right. out to if you. That, Shout out to sh- Sukiyana and all the girls that's doing that. That's not what I want to do, but I ain't hating on you for doing what you that's do. right. I, uh, Period. Agreed but what for me, what I'm saying is black men do need to step up. We are tired of taking care of y'all, and I think it do it does boil down to how they were raised i even growing up as a as a young girl, when I was young, I would watch how like all my male cousins were able to like young were able to just be children, hang out and play and do all this stuff while me and my other female cousins really couldn't do nothing and they got away with doing a lot. Like we had to learn how to wash dishes and stuff. And now that my older, cu- they're my age now, they don't know how to fold clothes. They don't know, they living on their own and they don't know how to do none of that shit.
0: Would you consider what you and your cousins went through, mm-hmm. um, would you consider that a trauma bonding? No. Well, the reason that's I mentioned-
2: just, That's just black mothers coddling black boys. Well, so when they get old, now we have to be their mothers too. And I, as I push out no frickin' Sharon, so I'm nobody's mother. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Well, the reason I mentioned trauma bonding is because we want to just jump into our next topic, which is trauma bonding. Um, so I want to provide everybody with the definition of trauma bonding so they kind of understand what's going on. Trauma bonding refers to a complex psychological phenomenon that occurs in abusive relationships or situations where the victims develops a deep emotional connection and attach to their own abuser. This connection becomes a source of comfort and security for the victim despite the harm that they are experiencing. So guys, how does trauma bonding differ from a healthy bond or attachment?
2: How 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 is it different? Yes. Because you're utilizing something, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. You're utilizing something that is um, traumatic to formulate something that's supposed to be wholesome, that's supposed to be beautiful, nurturing. You're utilizing something that happened in your life and you're kind of saying, oh, well, this is what we have in common. And you're basting something as beautiful as love off of trauma. And the two will always fail to mix.
1: I think it's really just more of protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you've been through this traumatic experience at Mm -hmm. this point, whereas, and you're just trying to process it and recognize it for yourself. Right. So instead of experiencing the pain that comes from that, Mm -hmm. you find joy, you find comfort, Mm -hmm. or you convince yourself that this was supposed to happen to me. Mm. This was, you know, this was normal. Yeah. So... At this point, now that I've recognized that and I see that here, I have to hold on to this because this was the safety net that I created for myself mm-hmm. in this traumatic experience. And now I have to go along with it right. until you are able to unlearn, you know, yeah. that experience.
2: Right, right. And it could even be as simple as, <laughs> oh, this is, this is not the best ex- um, example, but I had watched um, Real Housewives of Atlanta mm-hmm. recently and Marlo Hampton went on a, a date. And she went on a date with this guy who was the owner of a restaurant. And he admitted to her, like, you know, I've been locked up a couple of times. And she's like, oh, my God, me too. That's trauma bonding to me. Because she's going on a second date with him. So, um, (laughs) you know. So, like, it's like even just taking a, a shared lived experience Mm -hmm. and just going off of that. And sometimes, I mean, granted, that can mature or blossom into something beautiful if you are able to process the trauma and heal through it together. But if it's not and you're just basing it off the fact that, okay, you were sexually assaulted, so was I. Oh my God, how did you deal with it? But after you guys talk about that and you guys find that commonality, what else is left? Right. And to be honest, I feel like once you... I'm sorry. Black people, a lot of our relationships are based off trauma bonding. Because we've just been through so much. Um,
0: Do you know anybody that, uh, that's been through a trauma bonding situation?
2: You know, when you had asked me that in the pre-questions, I had to think long and hard. I only thought about Marlo Hampton, and I don't know her personally. I can't afford to know her personally, apparently. But um, I don't know, man. I mean... I know I know I have a friend who is um she's not married to the guy but she's dating someone and um they they've had I mean he's been through a lot more trauma than her, but they have some some they've bonded through that, I feel. And um is she happy? Nah. <laughs> she's still with him, but I think when it comes to relationships, that's
1: where it's the hardest. Yeah. Um, I've trauma bonded a couple of times. well, yeah, most of the time. Same I've trauma bonded. Same. And um, it just really had stemmed from a fact of I don't think I knew what self-worth was and I didn't know what love of myself was. Oh yeah. Um, I really just went on ahead and always felt that I was unworthy because of the situations that I had been through in my life. Mm. Um, especially as a, at a young age, um, you know, with, and I'll just be very transparent here with, um, just sexual assault, physical abuse, Mm. um, just mistreatment from partners that I've had in the past itself. So when it came to, you know, anybody who showed interest in me, Mm -hmm. I felt I had to, because they're interested in me, I have to just go along with it. Oh, I didn't yeah. have a choice in that. Yeah. This person is saying that they want me, great, I'm now their property. You're just happy to- Yeah, I'm just happy yeah. to be in a situation because I never knew what love was. I, I've been there. So, I mean, there's one relationship in particular that I think about mm-hmm. where um, I was dating an alcoholic. Mm. and. To this day, I cannot drink Patron because of that mm. itself and coming out of that. Yeah. Every day we were drinking a bottle of Patron.
2: Every a bottle?
1: day. A bottle of Patron. Oh. And it just got to the point where all my friends were looking at me like, Kevin, why are you still in this? And I, it wasn't even a relationship. It was a situationship for five years. Mm. Okay. And I just stayed in it and stayed in it. And then... Eventually, you know, I sought the help and I was able to get out of that, you Mm. know, but I thought that love, I was worthy of that love. I thought, you know, because this person wants me, I have to stay here. Right. And I really had to go on ahead and just do that work with the help of a counselor Mm. in order to realize that I needed way more than what that situation was providing me.
2: Yeah. And sometimes what happens is because just hearing your situation, it just brings me back to my personal situation I'm not gonna go too much in depth into it, but sometimes when you end up being in a traumatic situation or a traumatic relationship, it's so important to heal because when you jump into something new, that new person may not like they don't deserve yeah. you know i I can say and I'm not gonna go too much in depth, but I was in a not a situation but a relationship for five years. And I didn't realize how much... And since that relationship has subsided, clearly, um, <laughs> clearly, I have been in other relationships. And it wasn't until I met Rasan that I realized, like, yo, you're holding on to a lot. And I was kind of putting him through a lot. Like, it's like, yo, I he doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's really fucking crazy how... A relationship or a situationship, right, can really fuck with you after the fact. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to give just one example. One thing that has always been a, a point of contention for me is my weight. And not because just, and, and granted, it wasn't just that relationship, just how I was told as a child, you know, you're big, you're fat, you, you, um, don't eat this. Mm-hmm. And always watching my plate and stuff. And you get in a relationship where you're being told, like, you're fat. You're fat. And then when I finally get into something that's healthy and I'm being told, no, you're beautiful. No, you know, if you want to lose weight, we'll work out. We'll do this together. It's a breath of fresh air, but it's always so important to get out of like, try to try your best to heal and he, be the best you so that when you're dating somebody who's worth your while, they have the best version of you mm-hmm. because they're giving you the best version of them. But also, having a partner that allows you the grace and the space to heal. Oh, absolutely. Because,
1: again, like in my relationship that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're two years in, mm-hmm. and he allows me the space to when I'm having my moments yeah. to have them yes. and allows me this space to understand that that love through all of that and everything that I'm experiencing, itself, yeah. he still loves me yeah. and he's still going to be there. Amen. So that's a beautiful thing to have. So yes, shout out is. to you, brother.
2: Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I do see that we do talk about relationships a lot mm-hmm. when it comes to trauma bonding, but I think it goes beyond that. And Ebony, you did mention something about you being a child. I feel like as Caribbean children,
2: oh gosh, there
0: is a history of trauma of of trauma that we have faced as Caribbean children as well. so would anybody like to provide any examples
2: We'd be hell fucking night? Oh yeah it <laughs> would be a fucking night and even friendships yeah. I can give you a personal about that. um I won't mention the names, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh. Oh, I'ma yeah. just say the the, the, the first initial of the first No no name, no I know who
0: it is. Who? I,
2: you, who's the friend? Who you know my friend, but who's the friend I'm talking about? It's not me. I know who you're talking about. So that's why you don't have to S and K.
0: Oh. Oh, oh, okay.
2: Who's who you thought I was talking about?
0: I was talking about um uh
2: trapped in the closet. Um Oh that nigga, no. No. He ain't trauma for me. Okay. That's trauma for he. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead. No, but like even in friendships, right? I, I, um, one of my best friends I met in college, she had another friend that was like, she knew since like, um, high school and they were very close. And that person was so like, that person had so much heat. Like she was, she went through a lot. Like, I, I ain't going to hold you. That particular young lady, even though I don't really communicate with her either, she, she's she been through a lot. And the thing is, because she never took the time to heal, she used to place all her trauma onto my bestie. And it was so emotionally draining for mm-hmm. my friend. She was already going through enough. And stuff like that. And that person just never made it better. And she Ooh. eventually had to cut that person off. Yeah. For, I, I for de- your own sanity. I definitely
0: realized as a story... Because because when you said... I was like... Who? S and K. Yeah. As I realized, I was like, oh... Who you thought I was Absolutely was on? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, so it's I've,
2: throughout... Not just all just boyfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend whatever. But like...
1: Yeah, it definitely Friendships. Happens, definitely family. Happens, definitely any happens, type of relationship. You know, I think about... I think about my mother. Mommy, I love you. But I, I am going to talk about it. Um, You know, I'm of Haitian descent. Mm-hmm. So my mother was the first person to leave Haiti to come to America, mm-hmm. to go on ahead and try to make, you know, something of herself. Right. And, you know, my mother and I have had conversations about the things that she has been through mm-hmm. since coming in the country itself. And just, you know, the situations and everything that she's been through. And I know that she has never given herself the time to heal itself because... As a Caribbean woman, she had to be strong, strong and there for her family. Right. You know? And you know, I also think about like her faith when it comes to that too. And I'll be honest, and this may sound a little crazy. I think she has a trauma bomb with her faith.
2: A lot. That's go ahead. Because oh, again, God.
1: And, come on. No, I'm just gonna be honest. Because again, she relies on Jesus and God so much, but you are so unhappy. Mm. To the point where, again, I just recently moved out just to have my own because I felt like I was holding on to her trauma bond and just she needs me around. She needs me to be there, whatever, because I'm her baby boy and all that. Mm. And I'm just like, I need this space to live for myself.
2: And it's for your own own sanity. Not saying your mom making you crazy and nothing. Of course.
1: But but... I just needed the space to live and breathe and... Just do me as a 33-year-old queer man here, you know? absolutely. So, again, I understand even with the family side, especially with our Caribbean upbringing and just the things that we, like, it doesn't matter if you got an A. Why didn't you get an A plus? Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, why am I rewarding you for things that you should have been doing? Mm Mm-hmm. All of those things that are so common—it doesn't matter what island you came from. We all had that same shared experience as well, especially when it comes mixed into faith at that point. Oh yeah. So it's even that, and we have to know that now that our parents are getting older, and you know they're turning in—they're slowly but surely turning into our children.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, and the my roles are God. being
1: flipped. We have to go ahead and recognize that. Mm-hmm. But again, I understand my mother will never go to therapy. My my but mother neither. I have to go on ahead and make sure that I'm able to maybe just coast her through the rest of this life itself, mm-hmm. and just see what resources or what knowledge I'm able to impose on her to help her through the next thing.
2: I agree. I agree. Not so much my mom. Both my parents. Well, like they probably they went to therapy like way back in the day, but they ain't doing that today. They're right. doing it. They're not doing it. Um, and I. Why do I feel like low key we are trauma bonded? Oh, we are trauma bonded right <laughs> now. One hundred percent.
0: Um, I will say this, um, to wrap up. I uh. do feel like it's hard to kind of figure out a resolution, especially for our parents. Yeah. But for us, we are the next generation and we just have to be the ones that look at kids like that's in the Gen Z and tell them like, yo, when you have these issues, it's better to just talk about it. It's yeah. not good to hold on to it mm-hmm. because things could just go left and we don't want that to go left for you.
2: I agree. We, I agree. We
0: want the best for you because we, like, yeah, we get annoyed at y'all. Every generation gets annoyed at the other. It is just a thing. That's
2: been a thing. That's yeah. been a thing. Since the dawn but of But however,
0: him. the reason why we get annoyed is because we want to see you guys thrive. And the way sometimes you guys go at it. It's not in the best shape or form, and we just want to see you do better than us. Mm-hmm. We don't, like, some, well, most of us want us, want to see you do better in a positive. Like, we want you to be better than us, because that's how the world is supposed to be. Every With every generation, the world's supposed to get better and not worse. Mm-hmm. So, always keep that in mind, um, anybody who's watching this, um, and know that, like, yeah, you may be going through somebody, but there's a lot of people that go through with it, too. And we always should try to find a resolution.
2: I agree. Amen. And you and honestly, take what, what you've seen from your parents and the generations before you and- look at their the mistakes they made and try not to repeat that again. And mm-hmm. granted, we can't like there's that old was it Geico commercial, a Progressive commercial it was like, "Oh, like we can't stop you from becoming your parents," but, you know, and that's a real thing. That's a real thing As yeah. I get older, I'm seeing bits and pieces of my mother sneaking in, and it's just like just learn from your parents' mistakes in general.
0: All right. So, um we're going to actually um Wrap this up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that Kevin has some questions to ask us.
2: Uh-oh.
1: Absolutely. So, shout out to Six Brown Chicks. Mm. This Instagram
2: page is amazing. We love you guys (laughs) so much. We really do.
1: And I just found some situations here that I wanted to discuss. And maybe, you know, we can go on ahead and collaborate on these. So, the first question. If I'm honest, I don't like my 10-year-old son. He looks just like his father and has and has his father's no good ways. He lies and steals from everyone, even his teachers. My boyfriend of eight months said that he couldn't stay with me as long as my son lived with me. So I sent my son to live with his father and grandmother. The grandmother died and left almost everything to my son. My son and his dad are posting money pics and living good. I raised him for 10 years and she didn't leave me a dime. My boyfriend says I should sue them. Is it wrong to sue your own child? I need some of that money, and I earned it.
2: Girl. Bitch. No,
0: Girl. no, no, no. I got this one. Bitch, you didn't want your child. You didn't want your child. You talking about, oh, he's still, he's a child. He is a child. He is going to do certain things. You have to be a parent. Be a fucking parent. When you're being a parent, you're going to have to do and deal sh- with shit with, with kids that you may not really want to, but it is a must that you have to because Let's call it for what the fuck it is. You are a fucking parent. And to the boyfriend, he could go fuck himself and mind his fucking business. That's why he the boyfriend should stay in his own fucking lane. Knowing where your lane is, you need to stay in it. Fam, this ain't got nothing to do with you. You mad because you didn't you didn't get the money? You don't deserve it. You wasn't there. Mama wasn't there.
2: She was there. She just wasn't a mother.
0: Exactly. So get the fuck out of here with that bullshit ass statement talking about oh um I deserve some of that money. No, nigga, you need to go get a job and go make your own.
2: Girl, drink bleach. <laughs> and as for your boyfriend, he can kick rocks with sandals. Next question. All right. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got all no right. thoughts? You ain't got no thoughts? Yeah, what's your thoughts, Kyle? My thoughts on that? um,
1: <laughs> Girl, you ain't getting a dime. Buddy, okay? <laughs> you ain't getting a dollar. <laughs> not no one, ju-
2: not, red, not no, one red cent. Ain't sense.
1: no judge in this world. Even if they tell me I got to give you money, <laughs> I'd rather burn it all first. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Okay, next question. I live in Detroit, and for reasons I don't need to get into here... My side dude keeps a gun under his pillow. We were making love and somehow his weapon discharged, striking me above my eye. It grazed me. I'm okay. Oh, okay. My side dude freaked out and told my husband what happened. My husband threw me out. My side dude lives alone but refuses to let me stay because the scar on my face reminds him that I cannot be trusted to be faithful. But he was right there cheating with me. I never lied to him about being married.
2: How can I convince him to trust me? So he, che- So he's in a relationship too? No, he's single.
1: Side guy's single. She's married. She always told him, she was very honest and said, I am married itself. And, you know, gonna hit her in the face.
2: Well, um, (sighs) how you... Here's my thing. You are in... You're married. This guy has no obligation to you. He's a side dude. He's there for dick and pleasure. And that's it. What did they say, dick and bubblegum? Good dick, bubblegum, whatever. Um, that's what he's there for. He has served his purpose. And unfortunately, in your case, yes, you got grazed with a bullet. Um, and that was that wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. Now, okay, your husband left you. Why does that become the side guy, the side dude's responsibility? He did what he needed to do. He provided you with dick, good or not. Um, and that's that. Why does he have to take, I mean, move on with your life, sis. You made that decision to step outside of your marriage. So you should have considered the consequences that go along with doing that. Period. (sighs) Yeah, bitch. (laughs) I don't like all yeah. these bitches, man. Yeah, it's just very yo I, don't it's, 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 it's,
0: it's, yo. I don't know, as a late, it's just some of this shit that these, these some people be saying is just dumb. So, so you you want girlfriend roles when you just had him as a side nigga. That's
2: what I'm saying. Now that
0: now yep. that now that yo nigga then left you for all your wrongdoing. Look at Scarface. Um, I don't feel bad for your ass. I don't. I really don't. I'm like, done. like you knew who you was fucking with. You knew not only who you was fucking with, but you knew you were stepping out on your fucking marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. I don't feel bad for you. Go cry yourself a fucking river. You want you want to want to figure out how um the side dude can trust you? Just give. Just keep giving him some pussy. Give him, give him some pussy till he fall asleep. Just make sure you move the gun and make sure it's on safety, so that you ain't, you ain't got no problems again. Just give him the everlasting, the ever good pum pum, and make him fall asleep, so that you can fall asleep from, him so that you can spend the night there every now and then. I mean, you still gonna have to look for a homeless shelter, but maybe you gotta do what you gotta do.
1: I just feel like take the L, sis. Take the L. It's fine. Absolutely. It's fine. You, you have a great story to tell now, okay? How'd <laughs> you get that Well, girl, let me tell, tell you. you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you just keep it pushing from there. And that is it. All right. Last one. Dating a petite, bipolar, on-med sister from Philly. My landlord increased my rent, and I said I fantasized about burning his crib down. Her. What's his address? Me. What you going to do? Her. Amateurs talk tactics. Pros discuss
2: logistics. I'm
1: afraid. What to do?
2: You know, I was in a situation, like, not literally, but, like, I remember I was in a relationship, five, the same five-year relationship I mentioned earlier, and I found out that this guy was cheating. And I remember telling one of my friends. And she was with the shits, bro. I didn't even know she was like this. She was like, all right, Ebony, where he live. I was like, He's, he lives deep in Long Island. She was like, girl, here's what we going to do. You go, you drive up to his crib late at night. You know where you live. Right? I'm like, well, of course I do. She's like, you drive up to his crib, late at night, get a, a, a bag of sugar, and you put maybe, the sugar maybe in maybe his gas thing. tank. Oh, I said, What? I'm not no
0: y- y'all niggas is li- uh, Lisa it's out not, Lopez it's, out here. It's
2: not <laughs> honestly. I'd rather just leave, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> Eventually, I, I'm but, glad but, I left. Yeah, y'all niggas. Yeah, she, she, I don't think it's worth really, all of she that. She really left out here. Like, if you gotta do all of that, just leave, sis. It's not even yo. Just move out. Just move. Just leave, move out. Leave. Like,
0: but you gotta move out when she not looking. Because from the from the story that you telling me, if you try to move. She gonna try to set the place on fire. So you gotta play a tedious role. You gotta take your time. You gotta be real strategic. You gotta like move out shit bit by bit yeah. so that she don't see you. Yeah, you gotta move different. Cause if you don't, you might get caught up and you might slip and blip out uh, here uh, and we don't want that
1: for you. The only thing that comes to mind is <laughs> if I got locked up and sent it to a quarter century, could I count on you to be there to support <laughs> me mentally? Me? No, <laughs> hell no.
0: <laughs> hell no. No, that that, that what's the call? No, hell no. Uh-uh. No,
2: that's crazy.
0: What nah, the fuck? Nah, son. That that just what don't make. The fuck
2: going on here? Nah,
0: fam. I would just look at her. I'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?"
2: Like, <laughs> Yo, like, I'm gonna just go to sleep. People moving different out here. I'm gonna just leave him. This is just just, just, leave, just leave, leave, just leave. My and, so, and, stop telling, and stop telling
0: you. If you know your friends are psycho, please stop telling your psycho friends your secrets because. You know, they down for the cause. Listen, yeah. they ride for their nigga. Yeah. Like, like fuck the mother niggas, they down for their niggas. Yeah. So, be careful with what you telling people. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, um, this, this was a very interesting episode. So, <laughs> um, again, I like to always, as always, thank my co hosts, Kevin and Ebony. Um, I miss you guys.
2: We missed you too. miss you too, I miss you too oh, bro. I see you yeah. every day. I missed you too, Kevin. Thank
0: you. <laughs> um, it's been a great episode. As you can see, we're at Full Court Studios. Shout out to Full Court. Shout out studios. to shout Full out. Court. Shout out to Mandy. Hopefully, we get to meet her soon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we 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 a small podcast, but we getting there. We getting there.
1: Manifestation.
0: Manifestations. Manifestations. Um, and shout the... out to
2: Happy Cork BK for the alcohol for the Word. wine.
0: Where we need we, we need a sponsorship. Can y'all you, can y'all? You
2: Happy out? Cork, what's good?
0: Word. <laughs> uh, again, uh, follow us on Instagram at weaintthem underscore. Follow us on TikTok at weaintthem underscore. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, definitely uh, we appreciate you all for watching and listening. Uh, we're so glad that we're able to find our new home. Um, and we hope that you guys will enjoy us on this ride as well. Um, I just want y'all to know in Three months is our two-year anniversary, and we are going to do something fun. Yeah. I hope that you guys enjoy the vision that we have because it's gonna be it's gonna be a little nostalgia in there. So I hope that you guys truly, truly enjoy that episode. Also, this is important. I need you guys to go to Kev, our executive producer, Kev. I need you to go to his page. And his page on Instagram is at Big M effin' Kev. I need you to go on his page, blow his shit up, and tell him that he needs to bring his ass to New York so that he could be on the anniversary
2: episode. He needs to be there. It's all right. Blow his
0: shit up. I don't care. Blow his shit up. With that being said, I have been your host, Rasan, alongside my co host, Kevin and Ebony, and we'll see you on the next one.
1: Bye, Bye, guys. guys. guys.